When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, everyone, to the Web3 Weekly Podcast the most relatable and reliable NFT, crypto, and technology podcast in the nation. Today, I am extremely excited to be joined by impressive entrepreneur Jack Hayes. Jack runs a multitude of businesses, and today's goal is to learn all about them and him and what he does within those businesses. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jack onto the uh, podcast. Welcome, Jack. How's, uh, How's it going? Awesome, man. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Um, extremely excited to do this uh obviously uh you seem like you have a great thing going uh and i think i can provide a lot of value here because i mean uh i guess for like a short little intro um because like you did say you mentioned you know you mentioned the businesses uh i my name is jack hayes i'm from st augustine florida i currently do business down in miami florida and at 17 i started this is why i really like coming on here because i know you're 18 uh when we talked, you know, mm-hmm. and I started my first company at 17, uh, Profit Jack Enterprises. We now have expanded into doing social media management, Web3 management, and brand development. And that is through a company called Plug Collect Media. And you can find both those on Instagram, shameful plug. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of the two things I'm rolling right now. Uh, and we are mm-hmm. into podcast production. So, yeah, I'm that's extremely awesome. excited to be here, man. Um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, if you're extremely excited, I'm yeah. even more than that. I'm so happy that <laughs> you're able to uh, join us for or join me for a podcast recording. But yeah, I was just about to ask you uh, to give a brief introduction to the audience, but you already went ahead and did it. So um, yeah. we can kind of just go, we can just kind of hop, hop right into uh, learning more about you. So you obviously mentioned like where you're from and everything, but when you're yeah. not working on um, either of your businesses or social media kind of uh, marketing stuff, like what are your hobbies? What do you do like when you have some some time to just chill? Yeah, so uh, I'm a avid beachgoer. I grew up on the beach uh, about like a mile away, either which way. We had two bridges, uh, so five minutes made it really accessible. Um, and that was kind of always my my happy place. Um, I was a athlete so in high i ran cross country track played baseball in high school and then i ended up running cross country and track for my first two years down here at nova southeastern um and that was a great experience uh college running and so i do that i really enjoy fitness health and that's really where i see my hobbies geared towards right now and sports like i just i love basketball nba nfl you know the whole the whole deal yeah i mean i'm a big i i I agree with you on that i'm a big sports guy 
I've been playing sports all my life. I power lift now, so I kind of just like oh, a nice. hobby. So yeah. yeah, it's cool. But um, it's not a bad hobby to have because yeah, like, you can just like <laughs> you're doing so much more than like the average person. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, even yeah. just taking it on like semi serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the mental aspect of holy. Now, shit. are you into uh, uh, are you into UFC boxing at all? Um, I watch it every now and then, but I I don't yeah. follow it to where like I could tell you who's the best yeah. fighter right now, if that makes sense. I think, of course, yeah, no, I think the UFC, I've recently got into it just through health and fitness because I started boxing a little bit, like doing some sparring stuff. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is cool. So I started finding some guys and yeah, they're doing it. You should check that out. I think you, you like it. It's starting to get really entertaining. Mm -hmm. They're getting like really, they're going like beyond the US to get guys to join the UFC and like fight. And oh, wow. yeah, so there's, I mean, guys go in there, you know, ready to, ready to give it all so it's it's cool it's getting it's getting a lot better it's grown a lot um, yeah i can i all i can see definitely see myself just getting into more sports in general like i've been getting into i've always been a football i've always been a basketball fan cool. but now i'm getting like getting into golf so i can definitely nice. see myself just... i just picked up the golf that's a great, <laughs> good shit you're doing it at 18 dude yeah i started at like 22 years later when i got to college but, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Every time I go to like the course with some of my friends, they'll be like, uh, older dudes will be like, "Damn, I wish I started when I was your age." And I was like, "I feel like I'm so late because there's like people I know that have been playing golf since like they're ten. Ah, dude, you're and so like, early. Shit. Guys don't pick it up till they're like thirty, and they finally got that <laughs> you know big wig nine to five yeah. job and decide this is good for business. Dude, you yeah. start you learn it now. You know, it's funny because I know you know we're this a Web three podcast and like we're talking you know, we'll get into the social media stuff and stuff, but, um, I've learned to golf like off TikTok. Like, <laughs> Dude, it's a same. great time to be like, a young guy trying to get into golf because you can actually, learn like, like a lot of cool little yeah, tricks yeah, and yeah. stuff. Dude, I yeah. completely agree. Like, especially with that's like that, that's so true with like the gym and with a lot of other stuff is where if you just like yeah. a couple, couple videos about just a certain topic, your feed will get uh, flooded on TikTok and, I just started like looking at just some golf videos and your location because you know and now like I learned moved. how to like fix my swing from TikTok. Yeah. It's, it's like, awesome. Holy shit. It's like oh my god. You. That's yeah. why when they talk about the you know the big opportunity and we'll get you know we can get a little more serious here, but they talk about the big opportunity with Web two, Web three is uh, there's just never been a time where it's been so accessible to oh, yeah. decide exactly what you want and then. You know, like they said, go find the person, but really go find the content that's portraying that in a place that's further ahead than you are now. Oh, exactly. I mean, and whether you want to go straight to the master level, great. What are the masters? Yeah. I can watch a master video and a beginner video in yeah. the same hour, exactly. and I can see how the the fundamentals are going to play out if I stick with it for the next. Yeah, like years. if if we want, if like if you wanted. You could go down a rabbit hole of any certain topic, and you could spend right. an entire day on YouTube, TikTok, etc., just learning more and more about something. Like if you want to fix your swing in golf uh, like yeah. bad enough, you can yeah. watch maybe fifteen to twenty videos, and you can just sit up and just like be outside with your phone, just with your yeah. golf club, just trying to fix your swing. And the the access to information is what I think is so powerful for our generation is that we have everything in our fingertips. Like our the people like the generations before us. Like, they definitely had information because, obviously, like, there was books, magazines, like, the news and everything like that. Right. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't prehistoric times. But, like, if anyone has a question, we can almost figure out any problem mm -hmm. in about 15 to 30 seconds unless right. it's anything big. So, 
Yeah, I think that's definitely and, why like our world's like progressing so fast. Oh, I think so too. And to make to add on to that point where you said, you know, like they had books, they had everything. And but back then, think about it, like travel was like a big deal, like it was developing. So in reality, like yeah, there maybe I'm not there definitely wasn't seven billion people here, but say there I don't know what the numbers are. Let's say there's three to five billion on Earth, right? But they all have to be kinda in their spot. Like to get the information, they like from different places, from like all this abundance, like you have to be able to be everywhere at any time. And that's where the I think the progression's happening because before people had to travel to go to these different places and get this information and build this exactly. knowledge and talk to exactly. these people. Now I can talk to someone from from every single country in the world in one day if I wanted to from my dorm room. Yeah, like and just get, like get yeah. that information, repeat, like give it out to people, and boom! Now anyone who looks is like anything in that category, they're gonna, they're that somebody will see that other than me, and that's just what's absolutely insane. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the like uh, a long time ago, or maybe like 10, 15 years ago, you had to be like a world traveler to be quote unquote culture. But now I can join a Twitter space and I'm legit talking to people from about 10 different countries. And it it seems like just a normal conversation just because when it comes down to it, it's just regular people and you're just learning about people. And it's funny because you'll you'll use certain words and and some people will be audience will be like, what is that? Like, what are you talking about? And then we'll end up be t- we'll be we'll end up being talking about the, sa- the exact same thing. We're just right. two different cultures that are using different like languages, which is fun. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And tying that into like, while we're here at, into Web three now, it's like okay, and now there's going to be technology developed here pretty quickly, and there already is. You know, I'm, I don't know anybody off the top of my head, but where you now you can go into this space and get as close to pretty much experiencing it as if you were there and now just being here. So now you're able to, you talked about that travel aspect. Now you really can get a feel for it. It's one thing to interpret it from, like you said, the web two, the content, you know, not physically being there, but now we enter web three and there's very quickly going to be an opportunity here where you kind of can. And that's where I'm very interested to see how this affects, you know, society as a whole. Oh yeah. just, you know, obviously on a business standpoint, because I always say like I was an entrepreneur first when getting into this space and that it's very exciting. It's kind of scary, but it's very exciting. <laughs> most things are. So um, but yeah, I mean, now you're physically going to be able to be there. Some places kind of already can be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, imagine going to the golf course, but like staying, staying home. Oh, it's raining. Nope. Every golf course can have a, their own little. Yeah, their, web, yeah, yeah. their metaverse developed like wow uh, that that kind of aspect to it amazes me because there's going to be the people that think like that and have the means to do it you know mm-hmm. exactly i mean there's so many uh we could go on and on about <laughs> kind of things you could do now how did VR you get into uh yeah how did you i'm curious because we talked about like how for me like social yeah. media kind of expi- uh and for most people and i think this is a good topic to tie in i guess would be um I learned about Web3 kind of through social media. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, like, where did this podcast for you, uh, so, kind of, where did the root yeah, of it kind of come I guess from? we could talk about the origins, but... Yeah, I'm, about, I'm very I curious. I mean, it started in November of 2021. That's when the podcast mm-hmm. was first, like, the first episode was uploaded. Yeah. And uh, a friend and, a friend and I, we it was like my... You know you have your friends where it's like, uh, this is my friend that's into baseball. We talk about baseball together. This is my friend mm-hmm. that's into 
whatever. We talk about that together. Well, this is my friend that's in the crypto, and we always talked about crypto together. Um, Not a bad so, friend, that. <laughs> Again, so we, we were just dude. talking about like different cryptos and stuff. Yeah. And we were like, damn, bro. Like every, it feels like everyone in this space just has an insane amount of money, and like compared to us, like we have none. What it felt right. like, and then it was actually his idea. I always give him credit. Um, mm-hmm. I always try to give him credit whenever I can, just because it was his idea. And he's like, "Why don't we make a podcast?" And then he, I was like, "Shit, man, great idea!" So eventually, we started doing a podcast where we would just do basic kind of discussion episodes about what is what and stuff like that. And then we began to kind of cover current event topics and do news. And then I want to say around late February, he left the podcast because he got a full-time job. Because not to like, not to dox him or whatever, but like he's he's working. Um, yeah. Let's just say he's working like a full-time blue-collar job, and he was like, "Hey, hey I'm as not I always be able to... say, dude, entrepreneurship doesn't. Uh, oh, exactly. It doesn't go anywhere. So yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's always there's always gonna be something like this to come back to, which yeah. I always try to. Yeah. I, I think about that personally when I'm like, yeah, and, and it never leaves. Yeah. It never leaves. It's cool. And, it's never going anywhere. That job yeah. is though. That opportunity is. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So I I didn't blame him at all. I understand where he was coming from. Um, I, I like I, I he was like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to do this. You can ha- you can kind of take it over if you want. Get, uh, give me. He like gave me the reins, and so I was cool. like, you know what? Sure, why not? So I've just been doing this full time and having a great time with it, and uh, nice. yeah, it's cool. been really fun, man. And did you hear about NFTs? Like, how did you get into NFTs? That was that was about the same time. I mean, obviously, I've been crypto adjacent. So, like, for your a long crypto time. not like your crypto conversations just kind of since you guys were in that yeah, space, yeah, yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. it. I mean, I could totally see that. Yeah, cool. Okay. I've probably been I've probably been learning about crypto since about 2019, late 2019, nice. and nice. then similar, I, similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I learned about NFTs and stuff, kind of when everyone else did. If I'm being cool. honest, and then I was like, you know what, I can make this my hobby just to dive right deeper, deeper yeah. into it. Yeah, and not nothing, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like you're, it's like you're why not? It. Shit, why not? But, yeah, it's uh, an emerging thing, and if it goes really well, you're like us, like this whole community is the beginning. We didn't, you know, we could almost say like we did miss the wave with Bitcoin because we were 14, 15, 12. Like we're young, we were younger. Like it was hard to get on the yeah. early edge of yeah. Bitcoin, but now you have an opportunity you know, everything pans out with Web3, we can get on the early knowledge side. I find myself yeah, teaching exactly. people every day. This podcast alone is going to teach so many people because there's a lot of people that, like I just said on a podcast we just shot with NFT Builds was like, whether you've never heard the word before or you're about to start your third project, like <laughs> this will still provide value because exactly, it's so yeah. many, it's different perspectives, you know, from the yeah. community and we're all interpreting this new thing based on our backgrounds for you like you said you came from crypto and for me i said like at the beginning like, i was an entrepreneur at first like i ran a service-based business i mean yeah. i still do but and that entrepreneur side of me said whoa i really like this there's a lot of creation there's a lot of innovation there's a lot of new mm-hmm. people coming to the space exactly like if this stems into like a business for you now you just went from whatever you plan to do to like an entrepreneur and that yeah. and it's because yeah. of technology that came from your crypto knowledge Right. Yeah, like exactly. I think that part to me is like just very interesting. And for me, I'll have very successful projects based on my business background and now being exposed to all this crypto knowledge from the yeah, purest exactly. like money, like the, the standpoint of like growing. Um, yeah, you're but, completely right with that, man. And I mean, yeah. kind of on that topic, if 
like even if the podcast like ends up like not working out, it just goes nowhere for a long time. I still have all this knowledge of crypto, NFTs, yeah. and Web three, and I still have all these yeah. people I've met. I know who to trust in this space and stuff like that. So, oh my god, yeah, and it's, it's a portfolio. It's, cool. it's cool, dude. I'm telling yeah. you right now, as a 21 year old student who just graduated college, and of course I was sending my resume out as much as I have my entrepreneurial ventures, you know, and. A lot of like I included like a lot of my my podcast stuff and that was the stuff that really stands out. So I always agree like it's not a it's never a negative, you know, and it's never a negative. And now I'm getting into the content space and I'm starting to see that I'm saying, yeah. you know, there's never enough content. So if you have people that want to make videos for you for five bucks a video, but it, they're obsessed with what you do, engage with it, you know, like grow that way. It's the same thing with the podcast because you can sit on this stuff and use it like you said eventually probably in the nft space right or but again as your portfolio like an expression of you it's just a new outlet and whether you choose to use it or not it's totally up to you but it's never a bad thing i don't think there's a lot of negatives to just having this you know expressing yourself in this way yeah exactly i'm just having fun with it i'm not trying to make this helps you learn too you learn yeah exactly and i'm also constantly talking to people which i feel like improves my uh just communication skills but um yeah, it, it's cool. I feel like I've learned a bunch, but um, I kind of we kind of talked earlier about how I got how I got started with the right. podcast, and you could say my quote unquote business. But what first got you into business? Obviously, you started out with Profit Jack, but what got you like what what gave you that business bug? If that makes sense. Yeah, man. Um, so business for me has always been you know in a it, it actually. It's funny to answer this question because it does come from a place of that freedom. Like they always talk about with entrepreneurs and just, I've always had this desire to really be my own boss, but in coming from a place of wanting to get the most out of this experience, you know, like just life in general and thinking like the stuff I need to learn, like I'll learn and business for me provided that opportunity because I saw a lot of, uh, creative outlets to generate income and like, yeah, you know, money makes the world go around but i was like i can do a lot of stuff i love to do and kind of and make make money through it so that's where the entrepreneur side came from i think that's what entrepreneurship is all about it's a lot of people that love what they do and love freedom and for me um the freedom part of it came from this is kind of how profit jack started and it's a good it's a good segue into it is i was i was 17 17 8, i was 17 years old i think i was like about a junior in high school um and I had just gotten grounded for my grades, believe it or not. I'd gotten like a C in math and, you know, I'm locked up till till the next report card comes out. And <laughs> my, in my district, that's nine weeks. And oh, wow. so all I do, all I was doing was playing like this PS Vita. I don't know if you ever had one. Yeah, Loved the, it. I, I had a PSP, but yes. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was so cool, whatever. And I was just, you know, these apps, like I was like, you know, what, I'm going to sell it and get some money for it. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm just going to be working anyway. I don't know really where that, like, why I decided to sell it, to be honest. But, it, you know, it of what it's going to turn into is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I decided to sell it. Had never listed anything on Craigslist, nothing like that. Just threw it up on Craigslist. Had a guy said, I'll meet you in Jackson, or meet you at the mall. It's like 15 minutes away. He's, for some reason, I thought Jacksonville was like 30 minutes away. So I went early. Then the guy <laughs> was like 40 minutes late. But anyway, when I was, I went to sell it and I actually, I sold it to the guy for the, I realized sitting in this parking lot waiting for him for 40 minutes, like I'm kind of, I'm selling this PS Vita for the same price I bought it for a year ago. And I was like, that was really easy. And we have like a lot of stuff in our garage. And I was just like, 
hmm, like this is cool. And so then I had these, I had note cards and like silly scissors. And for some reason I was like, I'm just gonna like write something up. Like if this guy asked for a business card or something, cause I'm gonna tell him that I sell stuff for people yeah. and just see what he says. And it was, it was right there. I wrote Profit Jack. I wrote the wrong phone number cause I had like just gotten my phone. <laughs> and, but I wrote Profit Jack pen. I was like, hey man, like, uh, appreciate you working with me. You know, I just, I sell stuff for people. So if you ever have anything you need sold, just, just let me know. And his reaction was like, he was like, oh, that's a great idea. He's like, that's a really good idea. He's like, do you have any business cards? And I was like, I was like, yeah, here, like I ran out, take this one. But it was like the first one I'd ever made. And uh, hey, he's like, great, you great, make it, baby. right. And he's like, great, man, I'll call you. And I drove home with the 200 bucks in my pocket, knowing I just pretty much made a profit off something I bought a year ago. And uh that like feeling of like oh like i can go to appointments and stuff like if i can get within my neighborhood and start selling things i can go to appointments and this will kind of be how i can get out of the house like while i'm grounded so like this is kind of how i can still have my freedom because i just can't be it's funny i've just never been able to be cooped up i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to stay at this house for nine nine weeks and so yeah i started just asking my neighbors and you know you have to go to meetups and, you know, within a couple of weeks, I was selling stuff out of my parents' garage. And then I was starting to get some people when I would sell our stuff, I would tell them what I was doing. And they would usually call me and be like, oh, I've got this random stuff. And I was selling everything, clothes, shoes, you know, bike parts, boat parts, just yeah. whatever I could get my hands on. But it, because I was traveling to all these appointments to sell it, I always said I'd sell in person. So my, my customers would hold on to their items when I found a buyer. I'd list them for them. I'd come out, take pictures. And then when I found a buyer, I would arrange the meetup with the buyer. And then I would go to the appointment and mm-hmm. I would arrange the money. And then they would pay me a 20% commission after yeah. they got their money. That's awesome. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And it was cool. So, you know, I saw that freedom and it was kind of just always that landscape of, okay, I'm going to provide a, a service to people um, where there's a need and you kind of self-learn business at that point. Um, and I just, I wrote it through high school. I called it, you know, at first it was like Jack Profit. And then I was like, nah, like Profit Jack, I think it's a little more cleaner. And yeah. my mom's going to love this because I, I walked into her room one day and I was like, okay, mom, so I think I'm going to call it, like, what do you think about the name Profit or Jack Profit or Profit Jack? And she goes, oh, I like like Profit Jack. And again, it was like that similar feeling, like of the guy from the, um, from the mall. And I was like, cool, okay, like, let's, let's do this. And just anything, like, anytime I would make money, I would kind of just put it into Vistaprint. And again, I'm like eight, 17, 18, like junior, heading into senior year in high school. Um, and I did well, then I got my first car. So I like, I'll cut the story a little short. Got, sold my first uh, car, it was a 1966 F100. The guy like totally flipped it uh, for his son, like to where like he made it safer. So like those old 66 Fords, like, they, they had like the gas tank behind the back seat. Like that's just not oh, possible. Wow. So he had a mechanic actually take, rearrange the gas tank and like put it in the right spot. So it was safer for his son. He made it like automatic. So it wasn't, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, I listed it for him. It sat for about eight months, but I was like, this is cool. Like it was rusty. I took it to car shows and stuff. Um, and it was only supposed to be a 10% commission. Cause I was like, of course I'm going to charge less when I finally did find the buyer um, and the guy came to my house and he dropped me an envelope with 20%. And it was like on a car that was like in the thousands, right? And so I was like, oh wow. Like I just made, it was like the first thousand dollars like off a commission. And so from that point, I just said, you know, I'm never gonna have, 
zero in my bank account. Like this is what, like this means something, whatever. And I've just wrote that, you know, into now. So now, you know, I've adapted into where we're at, but the entrepreneur side, yes. Long story short, it came down to freedom um, and seeing a way to kind of do what I like to do, which was, you know, uh, have a brand help others yeah that's that's super cool Mm -hmm. i think um especially with last summer i had a lot more time on my hands Mm -hmm. so i sold a bunch of old stuff i did i went into the uh i kind of went in with the goodwill flipping and like reselling stuff on ebay and i made a pretty good amount of money for just someone who was doing it as like a side hustle i'd get off work and i'd be like well nothing's going on uh it's like a monday why don't i just go to goodwill and what uh what triggered you to what triggered you to do that? Had you watched like Gary Honestly, Vee? Yeah, watched, or... that that was it. It was okay. No, cool. I was curious because I, I love think, him, bro. I think Gary V kind of pushed me to do it more passionately, if that makes sense. But right. I had a couple friends that resold stuff on eBay, and I was like, cool. "Well, I I first started out just getting rid of stuff, um, just in my basement. It's like I don't need yeah. my old like amiibos and stuff like that. Like I don't need yeah. like these old video games. I don't touch. Let me just sell them on eBay. And I was like, eventually, right. I was like, well. If I just go to Goodwill and buy some stuff that I know is going to sell, I can make a few bucks here and there by just going right. to Goodwill and having fun. Why not? So it's like, why not? And yeah. it taught you, like, the shipping and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that. it taught me also yeah. how to deal with customers and everything like right? that. Right? It's cool. Um, no, that's awesome. If Gary Vee doesn't miss, dude. I, mm-hmm. I've started... I've never really gone against that guy. It's just some of the stuff that he predicts. I just... I don't have the financial means to, yeah. to capitalize on, but he definitely... I mean... That the selling stuff, it was cool. I, I had already started my business before I really found Gary Vee. It was kind of just one of those weird things. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but he did kind of trigger me to get into uh, to flipping as well. Like he he made it seem like very, yeah. very pleasable. And it was like you said, I had a, one of my mentors actually shout out uh, Chase Gajewski. Uh I got down to South Florida and I decided I was only going to do luxury. Uh, because I just couldn't take on everything and make little commissions and I was too far away from St. Augustine. So, you know, I was like, if I'm going to make it South Florida, I got to focus on school and I was running track and I really want this business to still work out. So using social media kind of held it up. But anyway, Chase had this business where he would, um, he did all his, he did a similar business to mine. He ran the whole thing through eBay and he collected the items. So he would do like niche based products, like people that had watch bands and like overstock and uh you know like phone cases and uh yeah just kind of that like wallets designer stuff but he would take it and he would handle the whole process on ebay um and he had he was doing like he had a legit system he was three years old he's three i think he's about three years older than me um or three or four years older than me which is why it worked out but anyway apparently he'd been doing that I got a call from or a text from the guy who got me into my business academy at Nova, like why I was able to kind of go there basically uh, when I applied. And he texted me, he goes, hey, there's this kid. He has a very similar concept here. I would love for you guys to talk. So I just went up there, met Chase uh, at school. This is why you're going to love college again because it's just (laughs) random stuff. And went up there, met Chase, and we just talked. And we talked for like two and a half hours because like, I had never, I was kind of thought I was just the only one doing my business to that point. Like, especially at my scale, I was just like, I'd done a hundred thousand net sales, like before I got to college. And I was just like, like, I didn't think anyone was doing kind of those numbers. And I'd see Chase and he's got this whole system, eBay, shipping numbers, you know, how to arrange shipping. And I, like, I was doing everything in person. I would always tell him that, like, I really like the in-person connection. 
but he did enlighten me you know he said like this was a lot more scalable at the time you know of course um so we had tried to work together a couple times but anyway long story short you want to talk about you know that whole concept um that's kind of where i saw the real progress with it and then we did try to you know like you said try to work together things just didn't didn't work like that but he's still my mentor to this day i just got coffee the other day (laughs) caught up told him all the web3 stuff i'm doing social media wise um and it's great so yeah i think yeah i think that's someone i think that's something i'm trying to work on is finding like a mentor in this space like i know there's people i can look up to and ask for advice and all that but yeah uh, no let me know when you're in key Largo, dude uh i'll see what my schedule is but i'm not i'm only about an hour from there in uh fort lauderdale yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah so definitely keep by we got a studio studio all set up so oh hell yeah that'd be be yeah just let me know your schedule because we'll i'm definitely down to uh down to do that like Mm -hmm. i like that you're you're young in this this space because a yeah, lot of people yeah. like you said the accessibility now to learn it and take advantage i'm not surprised when i see 15 year old millionaires anymore 16 year old millionaires i'm not they're just like that's what they're for some reason they got so obsessed playing on their ipad and they they found a way to like <laughs> make it happen good for them you know yeah, like, yeah. it's cool yeah but talking about making it happen and uh kind of yeah. helping expand business and everything mm-hmm. um how did kind of profit jack form or obviously it didn't form into plug collect but how did you kind of through your business ventures kind of just flow into starting plug collect and what exactly is that for anyone yeah of course yeah let's get into plug collect this is something i'm really excited about um especially heading into 2022 you know i'm a big i'm a long-term thinker so of course i've got my plans and kind of what it it looks like and that's just the beauty of all this um is i can kind of choose what to create and where to put it out as i go but yeah so plug collect is it's a product of Profit Jack. So what I've done this year, and this is new to 2022, is Profit Jack went from being like a media and marketing company where it was like luxury sales and marketing. And I was just kind of trying to tie the two together, like on the social media side. But what I really decided to do was I was like, you know what, Plug Collect is this social media brand. Um, I'm helping, I'm promoting artists on there. You know, I'm doing social media management for uh, Web3, artists and athletes so like nil you know anyone who makes content i pretty much want to work with and in those niches so i like the artists the athletes and the web3 space um but because it's a product of profit jack so we had the weekly profit which is a podcast i started mm-hmm. uh in co- during covid uh and it talked about profit jack and that's how i got really exposed to social media so i started seeing the growth i was putting it on youtube it was cool i was interviewing my friends because i wanted to show like entrepreneurs were anyone like were anywhere it's just like i wanted to showcase like if you're doing what you love there's a reason to be interested in entrepreneurship and you are an entrepreneur i think there was a misconception that like entrepreneurs had to own businesses and like had to have these nine like these corporate structures and like you know and i was just like that's just not the case though like that's not don't put that pressure on yourself where you got to get to this big office building you got to have all these things like start doing what you love and find a means to you know, service other people and you can do it. And I had a lot of friends, like they had clothing brands, they had, they were artists like themselves, like they would paint and they would do, um, I loved music artists at that point. Like I already knew kind of, I saw the, my obsession with, you know, working with artists came from wanting to interview them for the weekly profit because I saw the, the scalability within it. And I wanted to have a conversation, you know, like how do you plan to scale this? And you know, what's your, what are your goals? And I would always ask them, you know, um, you know, we have you back on the show in five years like what are we going to be saying and mm-hmm. when they lay it out 
it was all a bunch of different business structures you know like i want to get my brand in these stores like those are conversations you have to have on a you know some sort of entrepreneurial level um and so i wanted to showcase that through the weekly profit and that was cool when i got to college i wanted something more college oriented so that came plug talk um and i had it with my college roommate it's cool i still have all the episodes on my instagram on the plug collect instagram um and we would just talk about college life, business, entrepreneurship, sports, kind of just anything like total, like a dude's podcast, but also showcasing the nightlife. And we would travel yeah. to Tampa and Fort Lauderdale and kind of show what we were doing as college students and what we were working on. Um, and, you know, really the only name switch was just, I thought it was, I wanted it to be more collective when I started working with my first artist, Shehab, uh, shout out Hobby. Uh, he... I started, I wanted to show his content and Instagram allowed you to do collabs, right? So you can collab on post. And I was like, great. Like anytime, if these guys are working with us, like, and you know, I can help grow them, then they should be able to showcase their content on my page. And it's good. It fits my niche of, you know, this college nightlife, you know, situation. It was cool. So yeah, I thought collect made more sense. And plug talk is still a podcast. It's still everything set up. It's just worth filling in the episodes and you know, getting ready to release, you know, different seasons of that, uh, based on the conversations we're having. Um, but yeah, so now it's plug collect, um, profit Jack is profit Jack enterprises because plug collect wouldn't be there without profit Jack. So, uh, I want to build similar things to plug collect under the profit Jack enterprises, uh, blanket. Um, so if like, say one of these artists wants to start like their own social media agency or, you know, a podcast production agency comes out of it, then, you know, I'm going to be the, one of the guys, one of the main key business partners involved, you know, whether that's from a social media standpoint, uh, a business consulting standpoint, and they'll get all the access that comes with Prop Jack Enterprises. So, you know, showcase at, you know, when Plug Collect starts having events with the people we work with and like this whole networking hub is what I really want to create through Plug Collect and, you know, Prop Jack Enterprises as a whole. So yeah, it's going to be something that blankets, you know, micro businesses that are doing great things and, you know, have the, I want people to be able to focus on their content and what they really like to do. And the business, there's such an opportunity to grow on the social media side that I know how to do. And I have the premier content production and the social media management skill and, you know, the team to make that happen. So they can focus on content, doing their business um, and letting us market and get the customers kind of to them. Yeah. That's fire, man. That's so cool. dope. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see like how it becomes. I'm excited to too. It gets yeah. me pumped. It's just, there's a lot of, you know, brick by brick. It's a, it's kind of, I always said it's going to, I, I want it to kind of be my, my Disney, you know, as they say, if you haven't watched the Disney movie, uh, you got to watch that by the way, that got me, got me rolling. With oh, is it the movie all about how, how he just like helped Disney yeah. build? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll Fire. definitely check it out. Yeah. Actually, that that seems very, very fun yeah. to watch. Um, and then the McDonald's one's really good too. I think that one's just called the founder. Mm -hmm. really I, I like that one. I will say I've watched yeah. that multiple times, but um, get you pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about like business people, uh, talking about business, business people, and like just yeah. people having success throughout your kind of, we'll, we'll say quote unquote business journey. Um, yeah. obviously hasn't been like decades long, like the founder stuff like that, <laughs> but what are some important things you think you've kind of learned and taken throughout your kind of business journey yeah so you know i'll leave that question by or i'll start that question or start that answer off uh by saying i'm still learning uh every single day um and i think that as a whole i guess that would really be the 
the key point I've learned because is you you should have a uh, basically I've learned to learn every day and I've learned to look for those allow for those opportunities that come and focus on a skill and like learn something. So whether that was, you know, reading, you know, whether that's on, you know, if I'm deciding to read, I'm reading a book about whether it's my, my mental side or, you know, something business oriented, or if I'm going to watch content, you know, I see that as an opportunity to watch something, you know, maybe it's a podcast and I can just take notes on how to portray myself or something I'm focused on. Right. So I, what I've learned through this whole business journey is if you have a desire to learn every day, you're going to make you're automatically going to get 1% better. It's just waking up and deciding I'm willing to, I'm going to learn something new today. And you know, that's what, that's kind of what I, basically that's what I've learned uh, this whole time is just to learn every day. Because when I was 17 to 19, I would have these plateaus where I would Mm -hmm. kind of think I, I knew it and I was good. And this was what we were going to roll with. And I think that's a comfortability factor that comes with having a business or having a, some sort of, thing you build when you're young i think there's a different level of being involved in entrepreneurship at an early age and getting in after you know say you've tried the nine to five thing and now you have this mm-hmm. startup you're really excited about yeah i yeah. think it's a whole different ball game that isn't talked about and talked about a lot um but like you said there was never this opportunity with social media you know before so there wasn't a lot of guys for me to look to necessarily and be like how do i just want more every day like you know the podcast is doing really well like but without getting overwhelmed, you know, it was always just a thing, mm-hmm. but I just broke it down to don't focus so much on what the picture looks like. Just learn every day, allow it to allow it to happen. Allow the opportunities to kind of come to you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's something I'm going to continue to take. I'll, I'll yeah. take that little memento and put it in my pocket sure. for a, no, a later day and kind of keep it on this, keep it in yeah. my brain. And I think that's really important because obviously if I have like a good podcast episode in it, gets a bunch of plays and I, I think like oh wow I made it man like I got I yeah. got like 45 plays in my episode or whatever but so yeah. you gotta realize like hey this is like the stepping stone use right. this moment to kind of make your podcast better and kind of keep expanding but um I guess we can kind of talk about some more uh, just crypto topics because I mean I am the Web3 right. Weekly podcast. So right, we gotta talk yeah. about some crypto. But yeah, let's get into some how crypto. Did you, how did you first get introduced to crypto? Like, what what was the first time you ever you ever heard about it or ever like bought some crypto? So, crypto, I okay, I definitely had heard about when I basically when all the business stuff kind of got rolling. My first investment was 2019 um that was actually just in tesla stock i bought it when they went bankrupt um and then i needed money the second half of my freshman year so i sold it and got a good profit um but because i was on like i started exposing myself to investing i started hearing oh like you should do crypto like people honestly the forex traders like would start to hit me up and i was like oh what the hell is this and obviously it like we all have our experience where we kind of think it's legit but then we like realize what it is like we don't really get into it but um, yeah, like that kind of seeing that on Instagram and then I saw Bitcoin, I kind of saw like the Bitcoin pizza thing, um, where like they said, like the guy had sold the pizza for like 17 Bitcoins or whatever. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, why is it was he, that? Yeah. It was like, why is he trading Bitcoins, digital yeah. currency? Or I was like, what is it? Like, I didn't really even understand fully what it was yeah. until like you said, like that, even for me in crypto it was like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but then 2020, 
2020, I got more into crypto. I did like buy like Bitcoin just to test it out, but I still didn't really know how the wallets work. So I would just always more observe it. I was like, this is cool. I don't really, you know, have the money to play right now, but this is something I like, I want to keep an eye on. Um, but really top shot 2021 when I saw NBA top shot, cause like the sports thing, it was all over Instagram or TikTok. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok ad or something. Um, and I clicked on that. They were selling like raffle spots to win NBA Top Shot. And it was displaying this as like this digital, you know, this non-fungible token. I was like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't understand, but these, you know, they're trading, like people are kind of into this. People like the NBA, like these are cool looking things. Um, and like these, uh, these raffle tickets are not expensive. Like you buy spots and then they would just like pick from like the 10. So like you bought three or four spots, like your chances went up. They're like 25 bucks yeah. a piece. You could flip these at the time. I think they were going like, uh, like four or 500. So if I bought four spots and then like, I could probably make like a $300 profit if I got one, but, or if I didn't get one, I'd be out a hundred bucks. So, you know, there was that quick, you know, that thing, but that got me exposed to do it. Um, NFT side, I realized you had to, when you cashed it in, you had to get crypto, obviously. So then I was like, well, gotta learn exactly what this is now. And then 2021, just got my coin days, you know, yeah. got involved with that, hit up Ty, um, who I'm working with now, we're at NFT Builds. Um, and I was like, you know, let's, you should check this out, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and he was already in the NFT space. I mean, he's like, and he took it and ran with it, like amazingly, like he's done amazing things with it. But he was like, it was funny. He was like the first guy I thought of when I was interested in Top Shot. I was like, I think, I think Ty's mentioned these NFT things a couple times. And I know he's traded crypto since like, like early. So I was like, all right, let me just see. It's crypto. Maybe he knows. And then we had good conversations about Top Shot and like, you know, had our, our thing with that. But it just, it opened my eyes to it. Um, then I just took a, a year. I wouldn't say a year. I think I just more paid attention for like the next eight months or so yeah. I didn't take you were just you're kind of just watching on the sidelines getting ready of course to, uh, yeah and then like everyone i started seeing the pop and at this time like uh the nft build stuff was coming together i knew he was planning to like want to build nfts and like because he'd done well trading them um and so i really just started going over there more and i talked about this networking a lot was in my involvement with the nft space came a lot from just hanging out with Ty, who I knew was heavily involved in the space and knew a lot and listening to his conversations and like what projects he was like kind of looking up and stuff and just observing. And then, so I would go home and watch videos on it. Then Gary V, Gary V was a huge catalyst. I don't even want, I'm sorry. I missed that. Gary V was a huge push for me, but it came at the right time. I think my timing has always been very interesting to me because like I'm engaging more with Ty and all of a sudden Gary V NFT videos were popping up my YouTube on my YouTube. It was very parallel. But it was exponential so it went from like nothing to having that one conversation to now my youtube was kind of getting filtered with this nft stuff and i liked gary v and i was engaging more and i go oh wow now i once i understood it i got very involved i yeah, really liked it that makes i go sense. this is awesome from an entrepreneur standpoint it's extremely marketable and i really like the there's another way to have association with these brands i already love anyway exactly. like now you're exactly. you're really a part of the community and you're just you're helping them out, but they're also helping you out because if one day you might, might go to resell it. And if the brand does well, you just profited. So let's not forget that, right? Like buying the NFT, you know, associated with brand or on that aspect of it. Like there's a lot of flow with this. It's a lot of giving and receiving, which I think is why it's going to, whether it's, I know it's low right now, but it'll, it'll come back. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. I think there's there's a lot of opportunities in this market, whether to even though uh, prices might not be green for a while, just because we are entering a bear market. I mean, if you take do you see that as an advantage to get into NFTs right now? Honestly, especially I mean, if you could say it'd be an advantage to get into quote unquote blue chips, which right. NFT collections that are gonna survive that have utility. Mm-hmm. But I see it more. I see it more as an advantage of just getting into crypto in general. Like if you cool. believe in certain collections that are run on a certain blockchain, then you kind of you have to believe in that blockchain technically. Right. So definitely, it's um not obviously not financial advice, but like. <laughs> it's 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 it, but prices are low and if you are yeah. i would say the majority of people are down or at a loss right now but if you're not looking to buy like more if you're not looking to or sorry if you're not looking to sell your crypto and you're right. at a loss you, and you still believe in it you might as well just kind of lower your uh cost basis by continuing to invest in the crypto and everything and just because you never know in the next bull market we might be the people that are uh talking that about how up. yeah exactly yeah. Talking about and, how we bought Bitcoin at 20k, but you never know. Right, 100. percent Now that's a good point you make, and I like that. Um, my thing, my my opinion on that was just there are, like you said, there's those blue chips that have really cool utility, and because Ethereum's so cheap, like a lot of them had already kind of released their their mint prices, right? Like, or yeah. they're they were already in the marketplace. So I think the ones that are in the marketplace right now. That yes, those I don't and I don't blame the creators for not developing at scale, you know, like they would if it was popping because, you know, that's just pure business. But also the ones that, you know, are capable of doing it when it comes back, if I can get like, I don't know if you follow Nelt, but like if I can get a full uh, full send pass now for instead of two grand, like 800 bucks and it gives you access to their gym and those clubs oh, like, when yeah. they're open, then I'm going to do it right. Like I'm going to I believe in that aspect of it i think okay when it comes back i know these guys are ballers and they're gonna come back and make the most of it right so like the ones that are on the market i mean they must be they're they're trading cheap right now mm-hmm. um and then like you said the value shoots up now i got in at 800 if i get tired of it i, I you know i could probably flip it for 35 because that's the other thing people should understand is when it when crypto in general um and all this does come back I, it's gonna bounce it's how things work like it's gonna come in my opinion and obviously this is financial advice it's gonna come back like there's a higher ceiling now it's gonna bounce it's gonna it's got a higher it's got more down it's gonna shoot higher up than it was so i think that's where the, the opportunity for me is is the long-term holders are really gonna, gonna yeah. cash in because it's not gonna stay like this forever you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's um, people talk about when crypto comes back. I mean, crypto is still here. There's people still building. There's people still creating. There's so many innovators, so. dude. There's, there's still so there's yeah. In- there's so many. They're innovators. making high utility projects for yeah. cheap. You think somebody's not going to do that? They're going <laughs> to do it. It's how you keep people engaged. That's what I love about just you know like obviously the freedom we have here and just like being able to do business in America and stuff. But like. The fact that you can just keep, like you said, go through those TikTok videos, expose yourself to Web3. Somebody's going to notice something that somebody else isn't seeing, and there's the opportunity to do well yeah. with it because now the base is built. People and have the seen is, the hot. In the, it's, yeah, it's in the bear market. Started. We're not here now. Yeah, we already remember we were here when it first came out, right? Because nobody knows about it. And now, okay, great five year run for the people that were really, yeah. really freaking early. Exactly. Three year run. Yeah. So, yeah. so be it, you know? Especially um, in the bear market, it's like, it's less risky to kind of do something and fail, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because it is a bear market. People are not 
uh, hyping you up as much if it was in the bull market and you're planning on doing big innovations. You can yeah. take that risk. You can take that chance to create something big. And if it doesn't go well, it's still the bear market. So it's not like anything. Um, yeah. Is there's not like it's not like people are bringing breathing down your neck, but um, yeah, talking about the future of not only crypto with business world as well as kind of the whole just the whole economic world in general. I mean, we're not we're I don't think we're expecting anything to uh, boom in the next year, especially with just uh, inflation and everything. But we could get that's a whole topic for another yeah. day. But uh, <laughs> just talking about the like the future, what does the future for Jack look like? What are you all what are you planning to do? future for jack uh the future for jack looks like um it looks like being able to do what i love from anywhere in the world and uh being a part of and like building as many people as i can i think i've always just had this this desire to really you know like i said and that's going to be through that the expression of that is through my going to be through my businesses so Mm -hmm. i expect you know, plug collect to have for me, just if I have five, six artists that I'm rolling with and we're doing good social media management for by the, by the end of the year, I'm happy. Cause I think they're always going to continue to progress. Um, I think I'm building good systems right now. So the future for me, once I can take this time from 21 to, you know, whatever it is, uh, to just, like you said, learn every day, build each system. And then I think I'll, I'll be in a good place. Um, the future. That's always like how I put to see it. But yes, traveling the world, doing what I love. That is what that is what mm-hmm. I will be doing. The expression that. of that, profit jack, plug collect, um, whatever else people see my face on. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna have a lot of podcasts in the future that I either want to yeah. start or help produce. I just I like creating. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, we're working with we're working with NFT builds, doing a podcast for them and it's it's fun. I'm on it as like a co host. That's awesome, man. There's no like pressure to like be there every week either. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We just we know we can have a good conversation, but we also know we can pull guests that can have a, a good one with the CEO as well. So why not? And I I'm learning how to develop and like how to produce a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like how to hook up everything and that like you said, it's cool. Just different aspects. Um, yeah, yeah, it's always important to learn new skills and talking about uh that that podcast if y'all ever need someone to uh, come on and maybe talk about some web3 chop it up feel free to send me an invite we'll have to uh we'll see what kind of conversations come up yeah. that cameras i've kind of portrayed it so like that camera's always on and mm-hmm. we'll just go in there and shoot random stuff so like Dude, i'm telling awesome, you bro man. we could definitely sit down and do one and then what we like to do is we'll usually put the clips out um well actually i'm not gonna give away our whole social media strategy uh but when the the audio basically the audio and the visual kind of we stagger them a little bit so it's fun. Yeah. it'll be like a progressive like once you're on the show it kind of will keep keep coming back um dude that's yeah. awesome no we should man. definitely do it just yeah. keep, me, keep me in the loop while you're doing i'm always oh hell yeah Miami shit so just let me know yeah but um can you do you want do you want to talk about anything else you're currently working on but if you if you um uh, we're kind of kind of just chopping it up and kind of yeah. just finishing up here but um if there's anything you want to let the audience know uh whether that be where they can find you on social what do you do uh just anything like that feel free to go ahead and uh, just let them know all right awesome um thank you so much man uh yeah so you can find me uh on instagram just type in jack hayes i'm not even gonna include period underscore it's gonna be the first thing that comes up uh my link tree is in the bio to all the current ventures i am working on if you need anything on the social media aspect or brand development side, uh, feel free to contact me. Let's schedule a meeting and 
I'll tell you everything about my automated system. Um, and in the podcast development space, if you're looking, you just want to pick my brain, you want to get something developed, feel free to reach out to me. Um, Instagram, Jack Hayes, link tree in the bio. Uh, get at me, man. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, man. Oh, sorry. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Weekly Profit episodes running uh, weekly throughout the rest of the summer. Um, that, again, link tree is going to be in the bio. And then we are, I'm proud to announce, we have a new podcast coming in partnership with NFT Builds. It's going to be, be called Beyond the Build. And we are going to be talking all Web3 um, and a, like kind of how you can take your project from A to Z. So we're going to get into specifics about Discord management, uh, you know, community management, marketing, social media marketing. Um, it's going to be a very in-depth podcast. And for people that are ready to take the next step uh, in Web3, we cannot wait to bring that to you. So, That's awesome, man. You. I yeah. will have, uh, for anyone in the audience uh, kind of wanting to access all that, I'll have all the links and stuff in the description. But I do have one more question for you, and yeah. I ask every podcast guest I have. Um, and that is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why would you want it? I'd have to say teleportation, man. I want to be anywhere, anytime, and enjoy the experience as much as I can. So if I don't have to spend eight hours in a plane and eight more hours in Paris, then I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, yeah, teleportation would be would be key. Um, yeah, I think I've got I got to take the take the selfish route on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I completely understand. Teleportation would be sick. Uh, you, you'd be surprised. Dude. Like I get a, I get such a variety of uh, people that want to. Yeah, I'm curious. Crazy. Like, what's been the like the most interesting one? Right? Um, the most interesting one is like people talk about just wanting to be able to like cure everyone of any illness ever. That was like cool. one of the most different ones, but. I would say the majority of like people, what people want is like either flight because people are just so pissed off by traffic, or <laughs> it's like um, being able to know what, like what other people are thinking. If that makes sense, so cool. Yeah, that's that. Hey, I think Elon's you know. working on some scary oh, shit like definitely. that, so we better watch yeah. out. Elon, Elon's creating, Elon's <laughs> like, creating some superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> all that that all that money he's saving from Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Jack, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. For anyone in the audience, go give him a follow. Go yeah, man, that was him. awesome. Yeah. Uh, go, uh, we'll definitely we'll be in touch. <laughs> go hit him up and tell you you uh that you came from the Web3 Weekly podcast. It'd be much appreciated. But also for everyone listening today in the audience, I really appreciate you all tuning in. You all are the whole reason Jack and I are here having this conversation. And um, yeah, just continue to support the podcast. If you liked it, feel free to like the podcast episode on whatever platform you're you're listening to. Feel free to share this episode with any of your friends or family. Just get the word out there. Word of mouth advertising really does wonders in this space. But also, if you did like the podcast, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify. That really helps Spotify uh, understand that, hey, this might be a small podcast, but people are really enjoying it. But also, if you have any suggestions for maybe a future guest or even a future topic, or you just want to get in touch or t and tell us how we can improve here at Web3 Weekly, feel free to just send me a DM or message me on any of our social medias. It is at Web3 Weekly Pod on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, we have the same profile photo for everything, so it should be easily accessible there. So, yeah, guys, uh, I'm, that's all. That's all I got for today. I hope you all enjoyed today's interview and. Jack, do you want to say anything before we get out here? Uh, Web3 Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much, man. That was awesome. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. And uh, 
I've, said, I've been saying this for the past few episodes, but stay bullish, my friends. Yes, Have a good sir. One. Yes, sir.